Today we have a wonderful conversation with the Mills Legal team. We talk about real estate in general, but also uh, disciplines because most of them are in the fitness industry as well, or coming from that background. We talk about some of the parallels between consistency in those sorts of actions relative to fitness and how that's translated to success in real estate, as well as just general aspects of running a team, um, the culture of the team, things along those lines. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with the Mills Legal Group. Welcome to the Preferred Shore Podcast. Here's your host, Robert Milligan. Well, thanks for joining us today on the podcast, guys. We've got uh, three of the Mills Legal team members here, the, the three brave ones that were willing to go on camera <laughs> of the nine total, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, so you've joined us at the shore recently, yep. and we're really delighted about that, of course, and wanted to take a little bit of time to get to know you better and talk about some of your entrepreneurial strategies, building your team. I think it's great we have some team members here. We've got the two-tiered uh, seating <laughs> structure <laughs> to hear from the team members too, to talk about you know from their vantage point what it's like working with your team and leadership and stuff like that. So uh, thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, we're <laughs> super excited. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe Joe, if you just wanna start from the top and, and take it away, kind of the beginning of how you transitioned into real estate from your prior career. And I mean, just go back even what you did before real estate, okay, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Just jump in with questions when you have them. <laughs> so real estate started, so I'll go back to, so I owned a gym prior to real estate and I owned the gym for about five years. And uh, Laura and I, my wife, who's also the team leader, we met at the gym and she was a vet tech at the time and she did that for a decade, I believe, before she, she stopped that and went into real estate. And actually, we brought up real estate. It was almost a year and a half before I got into real estate. We were just walking the dogs. And, you know, I was like, I said to her, you should get your real estate license. And she's like, you should get your real estate license. And I was <laughs> like, I'm at the gym like seven to seven. You know, yeah. with vet teching, she's kind of like was like an ER nurse. Okay. So she only worked like three days a week, but 13 hour shifts. Um, so we didn't obviously know what real estate was because neither of those things were really that feasible. Part-time real estate doesn't always work out the best because mm-hmm. your clients are not part-time clients. Um, so that's when we first started talking about it. And she was, she was always kind of in school going for the next degree. And she got to a point to where she, she wanted more. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody I think in life should get to that point where they just want more. Sure. So they do what it takes to go to the next step. Um, she applied to chiropractic school and she got into Palmer, which is one of the most prestigious chiropractor schools in the nation. Okay. It's over by Daytona in Port Orange. Mm -hmm. My gym is in Northport. So to move over to Port Orange, like there goes my income Mm -hmm. because I had to work the gym 50, 60 hours a week to actually pay myself. Mm -hmm. And her job was a vet tech. So she could but not really because chiropractor school was kind of a nine to five you go monday through friday nine mm-hmm. to five it's all day afterwards you'd see these kids you know at 11 o'clock at night still doing homework yeah so because it was it was a three-year program wow like you're it's go 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 you don't get semesters off you're straight straight through for three years um so we're like what are we going to do we we're talking about real estate already but before we went there, I investigated, you know, what if I become a plumber? What if I become an electrician? Because these mm-hmm. jobs, right out of the gate, you have a job, they're pretty high paying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Compared to your regular stuff. My background prior to that was restaurant management, which is fine, but we probably would never, ever cross paths. Yes, Because right. she'd be in school nine to five in restaurant management. Obviously, I'd work at night mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it boiled down to where... Okay, you know, we get my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Got my real estate license. Um, interviewed with probably twelve companies prior to making a decision, mm-hmm. and I made my decision purely on who's going to give me business mm-hmm. because I'm moving to someplace new, so I can't necessarily rely on my sphere of influence. Right, right. So who's going to give me leads over there without me having to take two years to kind of develop relationships and everything like that? Because I needed money tomorrow. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were moving and I was going to be the primary source of income because she's going to be in college, you mm-hmm. know, the whole time. Um, so I ended up joining Robert Slack Fine Homes. Okay. And they provide you with leads, sort of like I do on the team now. Um, and 
not everybody, some people don't stay with the company very long because it's, it is a hard bombarding process. As you guys see, like you can get hit with a lot of leads sometimes and it can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But I started off very fast. It was like second nature to me within my first calendar year of real estate. I did about 4.5 million in sales. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the last, I did most of my sales in the last half of the year because I did 10, 10 sales in my first six months. Mm -hmm. But in my last half of the year, I just kind of started taking off and we were having trouble finding housing over there and things just weren't lining up. But I was six months in and I started getting to the point where I was making more money than both of us combined. Okay. Between the gym and her at her vet tech job. So since things, we tried four or five different things to get over there. We couldn't get financed because mm -hmm. the lenders were like, wait a second, your gym's <laughs> in Northport, your job's over here. Yeah. Like they were smart to it because now, you know, lending's kind of difficult. So. Right. We ended up staying and mm -hmm. you know, we, since we stayed, we made a decision in the next couple of years, we're going to try to have kids and things like that. Mm -hmm. Once, you know, financially we were where we needed to be. But since we ended up staying, like I just put everything into real estate. I sold the gym. Mm -hmm. I sold the gym as soon as we knew we were going to stay. Mm -hmm. And I put all of my cards into real estate and I actually switched over to Keller Williams. Okay. And I was there for almost a year. It was under William Thompson. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. You were with leadership yeah. back in the day with. Yeah. And, you know, that's where I kind of built my business. I invested in myself. I kind of took what I had already learned and some other things and I put money into myself, which in hindsight, I'm thinking to myself, man, I made a commitment for a year at two grand a month. Whew, that was risky. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in knowing what I know now, that sure. was a big risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but that's also why most agents don't shoot off like, like I did. Yeah, you gotta burn the bridges, I think, to right, really right, commit. Right. You, well, you have to jump in. You have <laughs> yeah. to jump in head first, mm -hmm. and you have to kind of rely on yourself to do the work, mm -hmm. in which I did. I, you know, there was months, what, I think the first seven weeks that I switched and invested in my, my own kind of business, mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't close a deal. It was scary because mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. every day I'd wake up, you know, 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. I'd be in front of the computer pounding the pavement <laughs> and just nothing happened. But a couple months later, we get into my second year. I think January into my second year, I closed almost $2 million in January. Okay. But I ended up at, if you include, because I brought on one team member that year in my second year. Okay. Together, we closed 15-5. Not bad. In Not my bad second year. That's so, fantastic. And then, obviously, well, I'm only in my fourth year now. Mm -hmm. In my third year, we did about $34 million in sales. Fantastic. Yep. Well, um, the proof's in the pudding. You're doing yep. something right. Yep. We've got um, some team members here with yep. us. We've got Maggie. We've got David. So how long have, uh, maybe start with you, Maggie. Um, how oh, long goodness. have you been in real estate? How, how did you find the, <laughs> Do I have to the say team? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so... I had to basically find a new path. Um, I single mom of three kids. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Uh, I previously owned a business with my ex-husband. And so I was like, okay, what do I do? I'm good with people. I, you know, I'm, I, I really love to be able to, you know, just light people up and, and, you know, I think this career could be really good for me. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned it to um, Christian, who's now my fiance, and he literally called Joe right away. And he was like, hey, Maggie's thinking about real estate. What should she do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like literally. And, uh, and Joe's like, uh, so Joe, says, yes. you know, obviously gave us good direction there. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I was able to basically from the moment that I took the class to passing the exam was two weeks. I was able wow. to like, I literally was like, hi guys, I got to focus my wow. kids. I'm like, dude, I have to focus. That's impressive. <laughs> and so I like focused for, you know, a solid couple weeks, got my license and then joined the team. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been, uh, it, I couldn't have asked for anything better, honestly. Um, the first, actually my first, what, six weeks or? The first month that you could actually make money in. Right. I <laughs> closed about one. Just under 1.2 million in sales. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So, which yeah. was pretty amazing. I'd never, 
made money for myself like that, yeah. which is weird to say, but like mm -hmm. I owned a company with somebody else. Like I, you know, it had never been my own career. And so it just felt really, it felt great. Um, it felt empowering, uh, to Absolutely. be able to do that. And, um, so I appreciate Joe very much for giving me the guidance and, um, yeah, so that's kind of, so I've been with the team since January and, okay. uh, just hoping to continue growth yeah. and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, very excited. <laughs> well, congrats, about it. congrats Thank on you. all your success. Thank I know, you. Um, I know there's lots of big things in the future ahead. Are, yeah, I'm and, excited. Uh, and as you mentioned, you're now fiance. Just got engaged. Yeah. That's really exciting. Congratulations. And David, how about you? Um, so uh, yeah, I started in uh, real estate part time, kind of in 2019. Okay. Um, I had met Joe. I used to be a general manager for a large uh, fitness facility. And, uh, I started doing it on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, and when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, we, we unfortunately lost our jobs there. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, this is the time to jump in mm -hmm. and, uh, jumped in full time and just did everything that Joe told me Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it, it worked out well. I think, uh, well, I think I left that career in March. And so my first sale, I think I closed in May okay. and I was able to do about 6 million in in sales by the end of the year. Oh, good for you. That's, so, that's so amazing. it worked out well. Yeah. yeah it, uh, well, thank goodness you had a different, you know, like a, a trapeze, so to speak, to grab onto whenever the absolutely. past career just, uh, you know, unfortunately just come to a screeching halt yeah. there during quarantine and things, but uh, good for you. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, Joe, you apparently are the nucleus that has a tendency to find good people. How do you think about I mean, do you think about this, a certain type of, of person that you're trying to attract to the team? Are you thinking about different people with different skill sets or maybe just share some of your thoughts about team building and attracting people? Um, well, it helps that basically everybody on my team, I knew prior, I knew them before they were even realtors. Mm -hmm. So I kind of already knew a little bit about them. That's unusual. Right, mm -hmm. right. Um, so that, that helps a lot because mm -hmm. I got to see them not being realtors, what they were doing with their regular life. Um, and like I said, with David in the gym industry, I, I knew what he went through every day because I owned a gym. Mm -hmm. And he was the general manager of a very large gym. And that was, <laughs> did you have like 60 employees there? Yeah. Like and, that's uh, a lot to juggle. Absolutely. Hours. And he was a personal trainer on top of that at wow. the gym. So I like time management, I knew he'd be all right. Yeah. Dealing with people, I knew he'd be all right. Um, Maggie, I mean, you're, you got one of those little blue checks on social media. Like you, you know, people, obviously you've done something right to attract that many people to your, you know, your sphere of influence. Yeah. So, I mean, with those two, it was a no brainer. Like I said, everybody that other than Brian, Brian's unique in his good family friend that, you know, he moved down here from a different state recently Okay. and his good family friend, that's a realtor at a different company suggested he come and work for me. Okay. So mm -hmm. I met him at a Panera and we talked and he was also a former gym owner and I think truck driver, mm -hmm. but he seemed to, he was a little bit different style than these two. You know, he's a little bit more methodical in what he does, but that's okay. Cause right, right. you know, everybody's going to kind of do real estate their own way. Right. As long as they kind of are good at taking guidance and let me coach them in that way so I can go to their strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I basically, I look for people that have something that I think can translate because I've done it. Mm -hmm. I've done it in a couple different ways. I've seen the way that other people have done it. I've seen people fail in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, and I look for that, but I also look for people that, that need it. They need this in their life mm -hmm. and they can live this life. Cause you can ask these two, like when you get into real estate and you work it full time, yeah. it's a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a job that you can turn off at five o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Like you live real estate, mm -hmm. like it's seven days a week. It could be every waking hour, some weeks. I mean, some weeks you work from your house, your phone. I mean, you could probably work from Jamaica if you wanted to, mm -hmm. but it's not always like that. Like right. you, there's a lot of time and effort that go in. I tell them, give me two years. It's not that it's going to get easier after two years, but I'm going to make it so easy for you. It's going to seem easier. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I look for people that are able to take that direction. Right. That want it. When I ask them, so what have you done this week? You know, what they you give me as feedback kind of tells me mm -hmm. 
Or are they cut out for this? Right. Well, you know, you've struck a vein, it seems, because is, is most everyone on the team um, in the fitness community in some degree? Or were you in the fitness community, Maggie? I know, obviously, you were David. So I actually yeah. knew D- David, too, from before, because okay. I used to work out at the gym that he was I uh, managing. Right. Um, but yes, I've always been into fitness. And, um, you know, that's kind of how my social media grew, okay. was because I... Um, Actually, so I had three kids under four Mm, and mm -hmm. I couldn't get to a gym. Mm -hmm. So I worked out from home for two years and, you know, was able to like get Mm -hmm. my body back and like get in shape. And then I started the gym and I Mm -hmm. met more people and stuff like that. So yes, I've always been, it's always been a passion of mine for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm, what I'm wondering, cause you know, I think that like you mentioned, you knew everybody on the team for the most part prior to them joining, Mm -hmm. which there's definitely um, an advantage to having that insight. But also if um, most of the people on the team, I think it sounds like they're coming from the fitness industry or or competing and shows, things like that, that there's obviously a lot of discipline discipline involved in being physically fit and right. competing and, right. um, and it seems like maybe that discipline, the, the laws of success and discipline, you know, if somebody is, is not lazy apparently right. and disciplined, right. then you can, then right. you can teach them how to, how to translate well. to right. some yeah. success in real estate. So would you, would you, would you agree with that? Or what do you think relative to discipline in this industry? <laughs> I, w- I would agree with that because like I said, this isn't, it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. Yes, it's a career in a form, but to be successful, I'll put it this way. To be successful in real estate, it needs to be a lifestyle. When you wake up in the morning and you're going to do something with your family or something outside of appointments, you still need to be thinking about how am I turning this into leads? Okay. Like if you don't have that mindset, Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be successful Mm long-term. Where I pick to live, what I wear to the gym, what events I sponsor, mm-hmm. all are based on real estate. Yeah, and maybe describe the uh, T-shirt that you wear to the so, gym. And so yeah, I, think the, I, I, think I, the, I do. Uh, the team what do I do? T-shirts like quarterly, basically. Sure. Yeah. yeah so I make new T-shirts about quarterly. Uh-huh. That they say the strongest and, uh... realtor, <laughs> our team branding, and they're gym shirts. They're they're by Next Level, and you know they're they're really really comfy shirts that, I mean, you, not just for the gym. I mean, if you were just going out to a festival or an event, sure. it's something you could wear. Yeah. It says a uh, big, big, it says real, realtor right realtor on the back right of it. Back, so like, there's no, no questions asked. <laughs> Instead like, of security, will, it says right. realtor. <laughs> right. Right. They'll, they'll come start a conversation. But going back to what you said, if you're into fitness and it's not just, you know, you go there for 30 minutes and you kind of do your thing, but if you're really into fitness, yeah, like it is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just what you do at the gym, it's what you do in the kitchen, it's what you do at home, mm-hmm. it's your sleep, it's your water intake, it's everything. It's it's a whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So yes, those two things probably translate very well, because if you can be dedicated at one, you can definitely be dedicated at the other, because you've sure. already had this thing in your life yeah. that you know how to treat as a lifestyle. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I'm thought maybe I'd put you on the spot, David, and ask, um, cause you said that you, um, started out with your, your real estate career. I want to say in uh, 2019, yes. I believe. Yeah. And then, and you, you were independent, you know, aside from working with Joe and the, no, the he started right with me. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. I th- I'm sorry. I, I, oh, but, yeah. um, yep. so I, I was going to ask if, uh, <laughs> there was something different about the way that Joe operated once you joined, you know, prior and I, my apologies, I, I didn't connect the dots there <laughs> properly, but so what it maybe then some, what are some of the things about um, the way the team approaches the business that that may may have been surprising he to you? He can probably or? still answer that because he had a lot of gym folk that went independent that okay. he knows. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the one of the strengths of the team is is how Joe coaches you on how to uh, address the leads as they come in. Okay. Um, just constant follow up, um, being you know very attentive, mm-hmm. and, and making sure we're really serving the client's needs. Uh, I, I hear a lot from feedback from the clients of um, how well we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, to me, it's just us doing what we're supposed to. Right. Um, so, <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, you know, I think, I think mm-hmm. just the coaching involved is, is really helped to yeah. strengthen us. So when a lead comes in, um, what is your typical process? Yeah. Uh, a quick follow-up, mm-hmm. you know, within seconds, mm-hmm. um, followed by a text message, an email, um, another, another phone call, mm-hmm. and then we'll leave a voicemail. Um, and then follow-ups daily from that point on. Yeah. And these are t- on- online leads typically? Or? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
you care to share one of your your favorite sources? Oh, Realtor.com. Realtor.com. Yeah. yeah. There's no. So I know I don't know how Zillow does it now, but I know when I was first looking into Zillow, they did like a live transfer. Right. I didn't like the idea of somebody that wasn't a local realtor talking to a client prior to somebody that was. Mm-hmm. So that was my turnoff on there and the way that they structured their lead system. It seemed like you paid a lot more money for less clicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people online aren't a big fan of realtor.com leads. True. Because mm-hmm. of the conversion rate. Mm-hmm. So you buy thousands. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it just, I mean, to me, and I, I think our team probably does a little bit better than the norm just because I have these systems in place. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I have back-end systems. I, I keep on top of them. I give them new ideas to reach out to these leads. Mm-hmm. Um, we send them content that has nothing to do with real estate. Mm-hmm. We show value in other areas. I mean, like, that's we do weekly team meetings. And it's them asking me questions and I give them new ideas on the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, we're targeting listings as well. Um, and sometimes I hand down some of those things. I think last year I gave David like 12 lot listings once. Okay. So <laughs> I, was a good learning experience. Right. I, 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 I did all the pricing on the lots and I said, here, David, here's what you need to list these lots for. Here's your client. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so there's, there's some leads that we do live transfers. I think I've given you a couple of referrals that are just live transfers. Right. Um, you know, because I, I won't say, so it seems like I've only done it for four years, but mm-hmm. the amount of experience, if you do the average, average realtor does three to seven deals a year. Right. I probably have 15 years of experience yeah. if you look Got at it that way. a lot of miles on you. Right. <laughs> so because I've had such a big influence already, mm-hmm. I'll get a lot of leads that are organic and I'll be like, well, I don't have the appropriate amount of time that I should give to you. Here you go, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a system, and it, the system evolves. So mm-hmm. if I come up with a new idea, I'll try it out, I give it to the team. Yeah, yeah. I think um, to switch gears just a touch, um, I think, Maggie, you're the resident expert at social media <laughs> and the blue check. I don't even know exactly what all that, that entails. Maybe <laughs> tell us about the blue check and oh, um, how social media serves you, how you've kind of figured it all out. I don't know about figuring it all out. <laughs> I'm still learning every day. Um, when, yeah, I, so it was very much by accident. And okay. I, I've had a lot of people ask me, like, how did you do it? You know, how did, I, there's no, I can't give you an exact way that I sure. did it. Yeah. I just connected with people mm-hmm. and people connected with what I was doing and um, and my experiences and everything, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they saw what I was doing and, and how it was kind of giving me results. And then they wanted to do the same and they wanted to kind of mm-hmm. follow my experience and, and, and that lifestyle that I was living. So mm-hmm. I think that was, it's just really connecting with people. Mm-hmm. It's somehow um, getting people to trust you, not like forcefully, but, right, right. but putting stuff out there that, you know, they're like, yeah, they just, they just trust what you say yeah. and, um, and they want to be a part of that. They want to experience it with you. So yeah. I think well, that's huge. Just trust is such a huge, you know, like absolutely in, in just everything in life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, another word for it as well would maybe be authenticity that, yeah. you know, to, um, my, my observation is that, um, you, and I don't know, I want, I'd be curious to know if like what ratio you do of posts versus stories versus, you know, to go into the minutiae so a little I, bit. I wish I had a, a better, like, I know some people are great at that. Like, oh, I'm going to post these many a week or whatever. I yeah, just kind of just kinda throw stuff it. out there whenever I'm feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm just sharing my life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I think that yeah. that's what's working because you, you do have a really good way of um, making it, it feel like you're not presenting something to an audience. Right. It just feels very conversational the way that you post your stories and things you do. I appreciate very nice that. Job with that. And yeah. one thing that I will say is I've never, um, gotten to the point where even if I'm like working with a brand or some, it's always going to be a product or a brand that I have used mm-hmm. and have tried and experienced. And then I share it with my, I never will, you know, like if some, mm-hmm. a brand came up to me and said, Hey, can you share this product? Mm-hmm. Let me try it for 30 to 60 days first. And yes. then I'll let you know, and I'll give you an answer, you know? Yeah. So I think that's part of it. And like you said, authenticity and, and not just pushing things on right. people that, 
aren't really things that you use. And right, right. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of that on social media. Mm -hmm. So I try to steer clear from it. <laughs> <laughs> so as it relates to real estate, um, because it sounds like you started building the audience before you transitioned oh, right. into real estate. Yeah. Um, how uh, maybe are there some ways or examples that come to mind that your audience has helped serve your real estate business? So, I mean, I have audiences from all over the world, so mm -hmm. it's a little bit, but I have been growing my local audience mm -hmm. more now that I am in real, real estate. And, um, you know, I have people just ask me questions all day long. You know, mm -hmm. it may not translate into a lead, but maybe eventually it will. Mm -hmm. So it's like just being, you know, just making sure you answer questions as best you can or find them the answer or, you know, stay on top of those as well. Mm -hmm. um, I did actually just get my first social media lead. Oh, nice. Which <laughs> didn't come from Instagram, believe it or not. It came from TikTok. Oh, really? Which That's is pretty wild. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually um, a gentleman who is selling his farm in Alabama and moving here. He has um, a Viking that he stores in Fort Myers. Okay. And so he wants a home that can, you know, have his boat basically with yeah, him at all times. Yeah, that won't be an inexpensive home. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it won't cost very much. <laughs> so, um, so he is in the process. His house is listed. He's just waiting for a good offer to come through. Mm -hmm. um, he has a hundred acre farm. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to translate that into like Florida living, which I was like, uh, you're definitely not going to get yes. a hundred acres or even close, yeah. but it's okay. He's not wanting that. He's like, I've lived that life and now I want to experience kind of the Florida life. So Got it. Yeah. anyway, yeah, he reached out through TikTok and was like, Hey, I, hmm. I need a realtor in Florida. That's and interesting. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. cause you know, I feel like we're playing whack-a-mole these days with different social yeah. platforms sure. and you always have to try to go to where the party's at, where the audience exactly. is. Exactly. But I, but my perception and that, you know, I find that really intriguing is that, you know, to me, TikTok was for teenagers basically. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I didn't think that, you know, luxury waterfront home buyers would be, <laughs> would be watching, you know, you right. know basically the lowest common denominator of right. society's <laughs> videos. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. I mean, I, I don't have time to watch TikTok, like just right. So no, a hundred percent. So it does, was a shock. Uh, I mean, so I've been using TikTok for a little while after I realized adults were doing it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it has been growing. A lot of people are just on there scrolling, and mm -hmm. they just once they, you know, you post something, you don't know what is going to trend. Right. So that's the thing. You've just got to be consistent with posting and like yeah. coming up with videos and just talking. Just yeah. talk to people. You know? I do think, um, you know, luck and randomness is oh, plays a large part in it, yeah. but but it but it meets people who are diligently you know, doing a nice job. Oh, and for then, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, That's really welcome. interesting. Yeah. So um, the future of, of your business and the team, I mean, you, you mentioned you hit a really great uh, sales volume number in your yeah. fourth full year. Um, yeah. What are you, what are you aiming for? How do you think about goal setting? Um, how do you translate the goal setting process to the team? Well, ideally we would double every year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know how long that's realistic for, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I add more tools every year. I have a bigger spend every year and we grow, like you said, even with the TikTok, you, you wouldn't think that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of randomness is where you, you kind of said there, but even randomness, if you do randomness enough, there's a strategy to it. Sure. So there's something you could pick up. So every year we try to expand like like i said even in the team meetings every week i try to give them new knowledge of something that i've learned or something that i've tried out that they may not have tried yet so as we grow i think that all of my full-time agents can be 10 million plus each year agents mm -hmm. i mean if you do that you know calculation and you're going to get at least 20 for me every year and like we've talked, mm -hmm. I plan on ex doing expansion teams, other places in the state. I mean, I think eventually within five years, we could have a mill cycle team statewide that does a quarter billion a year in sales. Mm -hmm. I agree. It sounds um, totally feasible. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at. But right now we're just fine tuning everything here. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to kind of repeat in other areas. Mm -hmm. um, and so they can be successful. That's why like right now I'm not expanding my full-time agents because I don't want to divide my attention between more people when they need my attention right now. Mm -hmm. And the resources I'm putting into the team, I don't want to split any further. 
Yeah, that's good leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can tell that the team, you know, we've only got two um, with us right at the moment, but the team really respects you. Do you guys care to share anything about Joe's and, and Laura's leadership style? And I know Laura would have liked to be here today, but she's with the little the little guy. You guys just had a had a baby. Is he one quite yet or not? Not yet? No, or? no. He's almost 18 months. Oh, OK. He's 18 yeah. months okay. in July. OK. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I know she would have loved to have been here. But uh, but yeah, just anything that you care to share that comes to mind about their leadership style or <laughs> no, I, I would just say uh joe you know he sets the example i don't think there's ever a time that uh i've called and not gotten him or gotten a call back within 30 seconds which has been extremely helpful especially when you're new yeah yeah uh, but yeah and it, it, it's always something real estate related you don't call me he's you know you know not doing something in the industry so um setting the example and, and laura uh super helpful uh, mm -hmm. on everything. Um, anytime I call, you know, she really helps me to understand exactly what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And, and, uh, like I said, being, I still consider myself new. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what the, but yeah, a year and a half, two years in, and, and I'm still learning and just the knowledge that they can provide. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, Brian's joined us now. Glad that you could make it here. And, um, you know, we've been talking about you this entire time, but <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but haven't been privy to all the things that we've been speaking about. But one of the things I would like to ask you, we've talked about, um, the leadership style of Joe and Laura. We've talked about leads and how you handle the lead process, the intake process. So maybe if there's just, um, anything that comes to mind relating to that, we can go there, but first maybe just introduce yourself, um, how long you've been in real estate and working on the team. And um, I'm Brian. Um, <laughs> I have actually only been in real estate at the very end of last year. I kind of started right around the new year. I got my test done at the end of the year, November, and kind of went from there and joined Joe's team, um, which is great. Um, one thing about Joe, um, I know David had spoke about it earlier. He always answers the phone. I mean, he's always there. He's always going to help us. And he, he just knows ways how to how to go about it. He's, he's done it. You know, he's, he's done everything. He's knows what works, what doesn't. So he mm -hmm. knows how to help us get through the process of things that we fail out. He's actually failed that before. So mm -hmm. it's kind of nice. We're all, we're all on the same page. And if he doesn't answer the phone or if he's busy, I usually call David. David's okay. the guy that, that they set us up with, you know, he, he's been with them the longest and he's, he knows all his stuff as well. So I always call him as well. If I, if I got to get something real quick or yeah, yeah. same property or something that's it's, it's a great team to be with. I mean, everybody gets along, everybody, everybody helps each other. And that's, that's one thing I really like. That's wonderful. And if I recall from our previous conversations, you moved to Florida recently, did you not? Yes. Yeah, um, we're from, from Illinois, actually. Southern okay. Illinois. Um, so, and I didn't do anything with real estate at all up there. I mean, it was, what was your, um, um past career, past career. I had kind of two, I did mostly construction. Um, and then I had, uh, gym ownerships as well. Oh, I see a, a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all live fitness. <laughs> so, uh, would you say that, um, cause we did speak about this earlier, that the discipline from the fitness industry, has that made an impact for you and in, in your entrepreneurial endeavors in yes. real estate? Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, I do. Um, cause I think you, you, with, with your body, I mean, you got to put yourself no matter what, if you're trying to proceed or trying to get better at anything, you got to do it through body as well, you know, with your career. So mm -hmm. if you want to have a better body or a better career, either way, you're going to have to put yourself, get yourself out of your, out of your comfort zone. I mean, comfort mm -hmm. zone is a th place where a lot of people are at and they don't know how to get out of it. Um, right. It's scary to jump out of that. And for me, I had to move to a new state, you know, so it was all brand new. I didn't know very many people, but this mm -hmm. team welcomed me amazingly. And, uh, I was able to come out of my comfort zone and it's, it's getting easier to get farther and farther along just by what Joe tells us. Right. And so in starting real estate, you basically started as a brand new Florida resident. So you didn't really know any of the areas or anything. So maybe, um, for, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of realtors that can relate to that. Um, maybe if you don't mind speaking, um, to, how to sell people homes when you're just learning the area for yourself. <laughs> uh, the, I think the best thing for me, I was just kind of getting out there. Um, I kind of got to know the areas, you know? So as I started learning and trying to show houses, um, you go to those areas and after a showing, I would kind of drive around, kind of, kind of see what roads were um, around or schools that are around, kind of research the area. It kind of really helped me learn the area because like you said, I'm, I'm not from here. So mm -hmm. it, it's good to learn the areas um, and then kind of learn, what helped me, I think I click a lot with a lot of my clients because a lot of them are from out of state as well. So I kind of connect with them and say, hey, this is what I did on my way down here, mm -hmm. you know, and this helped me and that, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's, 
that's one of the big things. A lot of people are moving to Florida, so a lot of those people are the ones we're talking to. Right. And, um, and how long have you been here now? Um, I moved down here in October. Okay. Well, welcome to Florida and uh, <laughs> Thank you. congratulations on all the success that you've been having already. It's really uh, inspiring to, um, to a lot of people. So, you know, um, back to you, Joe, in terms of um, y your, your team's great, great culture, great energy, um, seems like a lot of just symbiotic goals and drive and, and vision. Um, how do you think about building team culture and connecting the team and, you know, just making sure everybody's harmonious and thriving and <laughs> winning? Well, something uh, Brian kind of touched on there. So when everybody joins the team, like Laura and I help with the training, but David does a lot of showings. So they'll go on showings with David. Okay. So right off the bat, they know David really well. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of integrates them into, they get to chat with David about Laura and I prior to anything. Mm -hmm. So they get to ask those questions. They get to kind of, see what David says because we're not around. David could say anything he wants to. So <laughs> I think that it helps that he has, you know, that, that kind of respect for us and it, it puts us in the right situation. But you know, our weekly meetings, getting everybody together. Um, we didn't do that, you know, at start and Maggie actually brought it up. Why don't we do a weekly meeting? I was like, sure. Um, you know, we were mostly phone calls, you know, we would do kind of things individually. I would see them individually, but I think bringing them together weekly is very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've gone to like Top Golf. Uh, we've gone to the gym a few times with Christian. Um, David's helped me move a few, few times. So, I mean, like there's, <laughs> I was at the gym yesterday with Ralph. Okay. I think Ralph might do a show with me. So... And Bubba's doing a powerlifting meet with Laura. Okay. So it's just, we do, we have a lot of the same interest. Yeah. So we do things together. I think in July, we're going to try to set up, uh, Laura's mom actually owns a painting. They paint scarves in downtown Venice. Oh, really? Okay. Going to try to go there maybe. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to try to go to a Bucks game this season. Mm -hmm. So just anything like that. Mm -hmm. But they can kind of call each other because of these team meetings and we have a group text. Mm-hmm they can call each other with ideas and problems they might have mm -hmm. that I don't know if I feel like sometimes you guys maybe don't come to us cause you feel like you're bothering us. But <laughs> besides that there, there's just, they trust each other mm -hmm. and they built that trust. And that's not always the easiest thing to find. Um, you know, cause we've had other team members. Yeah. This yeah. is not the original crew. I mean, David's been here pretty long. He was, who were you, second? Second one on the full-time person on the team? Okay. So he's been a while, but he's seen other people come and go. Okay, very. So I'd love to pose a question to anyone who is brave enough to answer, but because <laughs> <laughs> I know that, um, that Joe will have his own idea, but you know, may, maybe it'll, it'll be a good test um, if you could describe what are, what are some of the minimum standards or expectations of the team to, to be part of the team? You know, maybe I'd love to hear from one of you or each of you. <laughs> work. <laughs> like, just honestly, just make this a lifestyle like he mentioned before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that drive is huge mm -hmm. in any business that you do. But, you know, he's providing us with these leads, you know, him and Laura. And so, you know, instead of like sitting and, and you know, sitting on our hands, like mm -hmm. always keep, keep moving no matter what, you know, if, if you're just, if you don't have showings, follow up with your people, you know, all mm -hmm. of this stuff, you know, again, uh, listing letters that we started to do all these things that, um, you know, just don't sit there and do nothing. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's, it's a lifestyle and you work it mm -hmm. 24 seven. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, yeah. How about yeah. you, David, any, anything come to mind? No, I would agree. I think that it, uh, like-minded individuals. So, yeah. um, like I said, Joe, you know, whenever I call him, he's doing real estate related things. And I feel like all of us are similar in that aspect that we wake up and we're constantly driving for the next sale or the next appointment. Um, we don't kind of sit on our hands. Um, and you just got to be intrinsically motivated, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's the right word. Okay. Yeah. Anything comes to mind for you, Brian, relating to that? Um, I agree with both, both of them. I mean, the only thing um, that I try to do and I'm guaranteed they try to do. I mean, I'm a very busy body. So you're always trying to move around, always trying to do something. So with this job, it's actually easy to keep 
doing something. I mean, you can always use a phone. Everybody yeah. has their phone at them yeah. all the time, so yeah. just use your phone. I mean, mm-hmm. we're always on the phone, and if not, I'm trying to get in the community more like we talked about. I'm not from here, so I try to get out, talk to people at local businesses and stuff like that. So yeah, that's another thing. You just got just to gotta move. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've done a great job, Joe, of hiring the right type of person rather than yeah. trying to drag somebody across the finish line that's just not motivated but right. um right. but are, are there any ideas that you like minimum standards that come to mind for you that you're expecting from from your team um like i, I use the word full-time agents mm-hmm. so i don't bring on agents anymore that aren't full-time mm-hmm. um it's not fair to them that are sitting here with me or the other two full-time agents that if I was to bring on a part-time agent and give them leads and they couldn't service those leads, I'm actually lowering my standards for that person. Mm-hmm. So full-time is you know, my main ask. This needs to be full-time. This is your main career. This is what you do because of the way that we've chosen to do business. I mean, like you're, you're on everybody else's clock. You're not on your own clock. Right. So I mean, somebody could call you and say, I want to go see a million dollar house. Oh, I can't because I picked up this part-time job. Or I can't. the word "I can't" shouldn't really be in your vocabulary mm-hmm. when you're a full-time real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually down the road, yes, as you get older and you know mm-hmm. you get to that point in your life where some agents do it, they don't work weekends, mm-hmm. which is crazy because everybody else is off on weekends. Mm-hmm. You can afford to do that down the road, right? And I'll show you how to do that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that first two years, you really have to push yourself. Agreed. And my first two years, I pushed myself very hard to the point where Laura didn't see me very much because <laughs> mm-hmm. she, most of the first two years, she was still doing her vet tech. So, I mean, like I said, I'd wake up first thing in the morning, get some breakfast in me. I'd shoot out probably a hundred to 200 emails, go on my appointments Mm-hmm. come back, usually have something to respond to on those emails, deal with any kind of title company, lender issues, go to the gym, come back, paperwork till about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah, it's a long day. That was seven days a week for mm-hmm. like almost two years. Mm-hmm. But because I put in that time and effort, you know, they say that the top 5% sells 95% of the real estate. Right. I've gotten there. Okay. So my whole job is to show them how to get there. Right, right. And my expectation is that they just take what I say and they, they practice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Because it's, it's going to build them a life that, I mean, real estate, I, I've, I've shown them the opportunity because of what I've done. They've seen me. I mean, I think you, you saw me doing real estate a year before you started doing real estate. So they've seen me grow like this, other than Brian, because he's not from here. Mm-hmm. But at least these two have seen what I've done with my career. So once you've seen something, you know it's possible. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the only career where you have people that make $42,000 a year and a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And this, they do the same exact thing. Right. It's just, <laughs> what are they doing differently? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that you can make as much money as a doctor, or you can make as much money as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I try to find people that are motivated to make that doctor level money, but mm-hmm. that's what they want for their life. That's what they want for their family mm-hmm. because of what it can provide for you down the road, other investments, retirement, because there's no retirement in real estate. No, you <laughs> have to build that yourself. Right. So you have to build it through wealth, which as you know, once you get in that higher level of income, you're giving half to uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. So, and then if you're really successful, you're usually putting, I don't know, $150,000, $200,000 a year into your business. Mm-hmm. So what's that leave you with? Yeah. Um, you need to work more. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, you could make a million dollars a year and it could take you eight years to save a million dollars. So mm-hmm. when you look at those kind of numbers, I, I just, I look for people that are motivated to get there, that they want that. Mm-hmm. They want to say that in my first three years of real estate, I made half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's kind of what I look for. Yes, they need some sort of sales quality, but at the same time, you just really need to be a people person. Right. The rest of it we can teach. We can mm-hmm. show you how to do it. They, they tell me all the time that they, they, they throw questions at me. I never give them. I don't, I don't know how often you guys actually stump me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. But if, it's, if they do... I mean, usually that same day, I'll give them the answer. Sure, sure. Because I'll figure it out. Right, right. Um, 
So I don't know that there's exact standards that I have. Yeah. Because everybody does real estate their own way. Sure. I just give them a guide to do it their own way. Yeah. And it sounds like just hire the right people that aren't right. going to disappoint you is a big, uh, right. big uh, part of the success formula. One of the um, takeaways that I've really gotten from this conversation is, um, and, and of course, just observing other realtors, some more successful than others, is that the disciplines in the fitness world to prep for a show or just for even your own personal um, benefits, it's, it's a very steady, repeatable disciplined process where, you know, it's the, it's the training, it's the diet, it's the sleep. It's all the things you said, you're drinking what a gallon and a half of water a day right now. It's yep. all these things, but, yep. but it, you know, but there's nothing particularly difficult. And, and I think that where a lot of people go wrong and it, it's just for entrepreneurship in general, um, certainly with real estate sales, but they want to, you know, they just work sporadically. They dabble, right. they're not committed, they're not focused. And so, you know, they're like, oh, I want to sell a million dollar house and then that's great. And then you take a month off and, you know, but with, with the discipline that you have in the fitness industry, just every day, just little incremental steps, little incremental right. gains. Is there anything in your real estate business that would parallel, um, that where it's just the, the little actions that you take on a daily basis to, towards success in real estate? Definitely. I mean, as everybody sitting here knows, so when your diet is a huge part of fitness, so it doesn't matter if your goal is to lift more weight or to step on stage for a show or to look good for a photo shoot. Diets can be very important in that. So real estate, like you said, you wash, rinse, and repeat every day. Mm -hmm. And eventually over time, that is going to build your pipeline. You're building your pipeline every day. As your pipeline and sphere gets bigger, you do more business. Mm -hmm. So with diet, I eat the same five meals every single day mm -hmm. like a robot. The same exact thing every day. Mm. I just add to it as my macros go up. Mm -hmm. I do the same stuff in the gym for eight weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. The same workouts every single week. Mm -hmm. But the consistency is what helps me grow. Right. It's what helps me get to that next level. You have to have that discipline, which, like you said, some people are very sporadic, especially in real estate, where you, you kind of look for that agent that, you know, does that million dollar deal. And then you see what they do after. Mm -hmm. Do they fly to Jamaica or do they want to do a $2 million deal mm -hmm. the next week? Because mm -hmm. they were like, this was, this was amazing. I want next. Right. I don't want to go blow that, that money that I just made. I'm going on a trip. So you kind of look for those, those kind of things. What mm -hmm. happens next? Even Maggie said she did that, you know, almost 1.2 million. She wants to do a $2 million month now. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Right, right. And it's not necessarily, like I said, you want that on your team, but I want that for them. I want them to have that mentality. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of what I do, I think a, a lot of maybe team leaders would see as counterproductive. I put a lot more effort into them than I believe some others do into their team mm -hmm. because I want to see them successful. I'm not always worried about myself because I know I'll be successful. I know that I can do real estate organically. I've built this. Um, I think it was when the pandemic first hit and David went full time. I stopped taking leads completely. Mm. So I was available for them so they could eat. So they had leads. Mm -hmm. I haven't started again. I haven't yeah. started taking leads. I don't dip into that. Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't want to add any more people because I don't want to divide it into any more pieces. Yeah. Um, it's good leadership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I want them to be successful for their future. I want them to see what this can bring. And as that success builds, I think they're all very grateful for what I do. And I've seen like other models where it doesn't work like that. And it's a revolving door on their team. Right. It's a revolving door for their, even some of the brokerages, mm -hmm. as you've seen. Mm -hmm. It depends on how the leadership treats the, the agents. Are you only paying attention to the top 20%? Right which I know that's a model for some, some people sure. out there. Mm -hmm. Or do you pay attention to everybody? I mean, that's just the way that we do business. Yeah, love yeah. that. Well, um, one, I'd like to wrap up and um, know you guys have a team meeting to yeah. get to and everything. So um, one question I'd like to ask each of you, because you're all um, in the, in the fit, you know, experts in the fitness realm as well. Um, if there's one consistent activity that you think is the most important thing to support your real estate uh, success, 
And so, yeah, whoever's ready first, fire away. <laughs> I'd love to, uh, to end the discussion on that question. I'll say uh, I yeah. think getting up early every day definitely okay. helps getting a jump on the day and uh, mm -hmm. being ahead. Yeah. Yeah, love that. So for you, what time would that be? Um, I usually get up about 6 a.m. every day. Okay. And yeah, my mm -hmm. wife hates it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my kids get me up at 6 a.m. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think 100%. Yeah. I would say the same. Mm -hmm. So same sees, David. <laughs> um, yeah, getting up early. And I think, uh, yeah, starting your day with uh, uh, not, you know, not just like, oh, you know, like, hey, this is my day, whatever, like actually having a sense of purpose for your day and like, you know, having a, a nice plan in your head. I'm not a very organized person, so mm -hmm. I've had to learn that through, mm -hmm. the, through and I think fitness has taught me that mm -hmm. um, as well. So yeah, getting up early Excellent. and uh, yeah. Yeah, anything come to mind for you, Brian? Yeah, um, exactly what they said <laughs> um, as well, but I'll add on top of that. In fitness, anybody who does fitness, you're going to know you have the itch to go to the gym or to get exercise each day. Yeah. That's the kind of thing with this. You kind of have to have that itch to make calls, to get in contact with your leads or with your clients mm -hmm. and make sure you're jumping on them. It's same thing. You hit the gym mm -hmm. every day. You want to talk to talk to your people every day. Just yeah, to, consistent exactly. prospecting. Yes. How about you, Joe? What's one of the most important things? So traditionally, gotta... I'm a powerlifter, and the goal of powerlifting is to get stronger at each meet, hit a PR. Mm -hmm. personal record at each meet um so i think that's really i mean that's that's why i've basically doubled my numbers every single year in real estate mm -hmm. is i have that same mentality where when i go train i train to hit a pr every meet mm -hmm. it's not usually feasible but because i push myself to that limit i've almost pr'd every single meet mm -hmm. i've pr'd every year in real estate yeah Every year, I'm going to push for more. Mm -hmm. So kind of gamify it and treat it like a competition against yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you look at it, if you have that same mindset, you will never have to actually worry about the money. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's when this career really becomes fun, when right. obviously you get above the fray and it's not about paying bills. It's right. about, about the PR. You right. Know? right. Yeah. What can you push yourself to do next? Mm -hmm. What accolade can you achieve, you know? How many millions can you hit per year? How many can mm -hmm. you hit per month? Mm -hmm. I had a goal um, in real estate, and I, I did it last year. I wanted to make in a month what Laura and I made combined in a year prior mm -hmm. to real estate. Mm -hmm. I did it. Mm -hmm. Good for you. It was a goal that I wanted to hit, and obviously I'd be okay financially if I hit it because look what I just said. Sure. But I wanted to do enough business to do that because I knew it was possible. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like I, I think a lot of people in real estate, they don't know what's possible. They kind of stay in their lane and they don't realize that if they were consistent, like I started out selling trailers. Mm. Like when I first got into real estate, my average sale, my first year was like 155,000. Mm -hmm. I think last year my average sale was 725,000. Yeah. That's not a insignificant difference. <laughs> right. Right. So it's the same thing. You can itch up. Like you don't have to stay in that lane. As long as you're consistent and you know what you want, you can slowly go after it. I say slowly to mm. me, a year is slow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's, yeah. that's, that's a slow, slow process. But I mean, it's just, I guess, structure and consistency. Right. Right. Well, um, I think that that's a really uh, very inspirational way to end the conversation. And um, of course, we're really grateful for you all spending time with us today in this conversation and want to, again, welcome you all to Preferred Shore. Very delighted to have you all on board. And um, I'd love to possibly have a follow-up conversation once you've been here a little while and see how things have been going for you. But, uh, but congrats to all of you on all the success and really appreciate your leadership, Joe. You're doing a really great job along with your wife, Laura, and uh, just appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate being here. We're, we're thrilled. Um, we're glad we found a home and we're looking forward to expanding. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful day, everybody. You too.